Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Turmoil right here on the Evolution Radio Network with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, DK, and Sadistic Sean David. Now, let's go into the ER and get into the turmoil. Welcome you into the ER tonight. It's a Tuesday night. You know what that means. It's time for Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. I am Sadistic Sean David. We hope you had a fabulous Labor Day weekend. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. And the reason why this show could never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie. Labor Day was fabulous uh, in in uh, Castle Castle D David. Um, so uh, it was it, we had some wonderful food and uh, got to see some friends and just a wonderful weekend. So um, want to first off kick things off tonight by reminding everyone that you need to be here tomorrow night for Wrestling Authority Radio. Indeed, uh, you do. Because Steve and I pre-recorded with this individual on Monday and spent over two hours, uh, could have gone longer than that, easily. Oh, easily. Uh, on Monday, recording with Mr. Bill Barons. We will be airing that tomorrow night. Uh, 
And uh, if you could not be here for it, uh, as Katie could not be, you will get to sit back and listen and get uh, some big history lessons. So, oh, huge, huge, huge. Um, yeah. We are working yeah. vigorously on getting uh, Bill Barron's back before our anniversary to record something for anniversary. So we will see about oh, yeah. that. And uh, anniversary is right around the corner, folks. We are literally yep. less than one month away from our five-year anniversary uh, as of tonight. And there's a lot of stuff that's being worked on, so you definitely don't want to miss it. We're going to be doing some great things. I uh, want to remind everybody that uh, next week is going to be our to-be-announced week. Steve and I are working on booking that. And the 18th and 19th, uh, the 18th, we bring you a very special edition of War with the author of Death of the Territories, Tim Hornbaker. And the 19th, we are joined again by the world's most dangerous announcer, Gary Michael oh. Capetta. Oh, yes, he's incredible. Yes. I love this guy. Yeah. So it's yep. going to be two great nights. Uh, the 26th is going to be our ladies' night. Uh, I believe Steve has got some uh, something planned for that. If we don't, as of this time, we will have something planned for Ladies' Night on the 26th. And then, obviously, our anniversary is October 2nd and 3rd. So we got yep. a few, few busy weeks coming up, and you don't want to miss it. Um, right, right. Now, also, we, yeah, we've got to make sure that we do tell our listeners this, Sean, for uh, the for the 18th with uh, Tim Hornbaker, we will be giving away a copy of Tim's book, Death of the Territories. I'm Excellent. Coming up, I'm coming up with an idea for a um, for a contest that will you know give the give the winner a free copy of this book. Which I don't know if the two of you have started in on it yet. I'm like. No, oh, about halfway, halfway. Well, start up because you're going to be absorbed. Um, I'm about halfway through, and uh, honestly, there's times, you know, I'm just like, okay, unfortunately, I have to do outside stuff because I'm so immersed in this in the story of the history of our industry, which. Um, we will definitely be talking about made a huge change on Saturday night, um, and this is just at the, it's an amazing, fascinating, fascinating read. Seriously, um, now whoever is lucky enough to open this book, oh my gosh, you're you are you are getting probably one of the most well-written books about our industry. And I don't say that very lightly because uh, there are some there are some great books, um, but those are primarily um, firsthand stories of the of the of the people that uh, wrote them. So in well, other we words, broke this. Like, we broke. We broke you know, this for Wednesday night, and we didn't start things off with this, so we need to go ahead and do this. We did lose a wrestler over the weekend due to a car accident. His name was Nate Hazard, uh, so we are going to be doing this at this time.
And our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of Chris Hazard, uh, who was unfortunately uh, life taken in a fatal car accident over the weekend. So yeah. uh, we talked to, yeah, with we, Bill Barons about that. Right. Yeah. So um, you will you will hear us discuss that a little bit uh, tomorrow night uh, during the program. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, Nate was known for CZW and stuff like that, but that's not oh, the shoot. cause of his death at this time. Uh, it was, unfortunately, a fatal car accident that hopefully uh, somebody will pay for um, because, unfortunately, somebody did lose their life. So um, I do want to start things off with that. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into the breaking news now before we go ahead and cash in on All In. Um, <laughs> cash in on All In. That's, oh, right that's on. funny. I like that one. I can't wait. So. Um. And now we're going to go to our live-action reporter, Steve Kane, for the latest update. All right. Well, um, of course, we knew that uh, Alistair Black had been actually legitimately injured, and that was why he was not in uh, TakeOver Brooklyn the night before SummerSlam. We now found out the nature of the injury and what was had to be done as a result of it um four weeks ago mr black had to have surgery on his cojones his way out on on his balls yes yes just say balls the the you know um as as jim ross used to call the uh, testicular fortitude well um he had to he had to have Indeed. his uh his work done. So Ouch. um yeah, yeah. But um apparently he's uh recovering quite well. Uh they uh Good. showed him uh doing a uh deadlift of uh three hundred and thirty five pounds the other day. So that's like oh my gosh. I mean I don't know yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I could to do that uh, if if I was if I was healthy, uh, let alone have somebody you know go ahead and cut down cut down there. Oh no, man! I, as long I'll, as they're not taking the cherry tree. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That would really suck. Oh, out. my gosh. But... <laughs> well, uh, other than that, uh, I think, uh, well, we do have... Well, let's see. Some... I mean, well, of course, um, of course we know we that... We had the news uh, that I sent yesterday that I've got to go back and get. Uh, right. Let's see. Uh, oh, yipes. Okay. I got, uh, I'm going to uh, pop this open because if... I'm reading this quote right. Oh my God. Um, 
I just just the quote just the quote alone. I'm sitting here with my jaw on the floor and my and my head in my hands. Okay. Um, okay. Of course. Well, we know those of those of us that are nerds, geeks, whatever term you want to use, are of course big fans of the comic book movies. Uh, and of course, of course, uh, Dave Bautista has been playing the role of Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Franchise. There's nobody that could play that. There's nobody else that could play that role. I don't care who you are. And, There's no no. And and it's and he's and is actually um oh uh and it's, and it's actually been the character has been uh used as sort of a uh, hero for uh autistic children. Excellent. Because oh. of the because of the nature of Drax who has problems with uh, with articulation. Uh, conceptual. He he deals in in uh, real and what's visible in front of him. <laughs> well, of course, um, due to some uh, tweets that were um, written earlier in uh, in his life, um, the. Disney Company, which owns Marvel, has um, has in fact uh, released currently their director James Gunn, but all cast members have signed a letter, and they're basically saying they um, won't come back if he's not if he's not reinstated. Now, um, Dave says that you know I'm aware this could possibly cost me a job that I care for very much. But at the same time, it's an integrity issue. It's also a loyalty issue. So no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bite my tongue for anything. And that's just who I am as a person. I've tried to actually, you know, be very choosy about what I say and the way I say it. I don't necessarily mean to be disrespectful, but at the same time, I have to say what's on my mind and in my heart. Now, this is what this is what he goes on to say. Says, I know what it's like before. I'm not afraid of losing money. It means nothing to me. He then says this. I will wrestle in backyards in front of ten people if I have to to make a living. Oh boy. Dave, 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 Dave. Okay. I understand that you're, you know, you're standing on your principles. And I agree with you totally on this. I understand that. But please, please, please do not make that kind of a statement. Uh, I mean, those of us who have been fighting for the integrity of this business for as many years as a lot of us have. I mean, I was call I was calling out backyarders when I was doing a TV show on cable access. Oh, and that was back in the 1990s. Oh, I mean, I love you to death, Dave. I'm a big fan. Oh, both of you and as as a wrestler, but especially of you I'm as an actor. actor. Yeah, to mm-hmm. have you sit there and say you would do backyard 
wrestling to make a living. No, he I'm, didn't. He was not. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm, no, when Dave, when Dave says something, that's, he means what he no, says. No, but that's just saying, that's basic, it's from what I'm gathering from it, that's basically saying, I ain't working for Vince. That's what that says to me. Nothing more than that. Well, it may be, but I'm, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. But it's just well, as saying, long as he's not know. going to Cottage Hills or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Katie needs to deal with you, Steve. So I'm going to go ahead and put you in green room for no, a minute. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play now. some. I don't. I don't. I'm fine. I'm. I'm in the studio. Relax. Okay. Uh, well, we didn't get to start things. I want to start things off with a bang tonight. We're going to play a new song, and then we're going to go ahead and go into All In. Uh, this is whatever. By Age of Days. This is brand new stuff.
Okay, that was worth fighting for by Stone Broken out of the UK. Welcome back to the ER. We hope you like it so far for Rampage Rant. TNT, I'm ready. I know the boys are ready. I hope you're ready. Let's talk all in. Let's do uh, it. Yes. Uh, oh, this, oh, but oh, I want to oh, I wanna preface this her. by saying... Okay, hold on. I want to preface everything, Katie, by saying we have some news about All In. All In brought in over half a million dollars to pro wrestling tees over the weekend. Eat that, Vince McMahon. Sorry. And we have that number confirmed. Yes. Oh, people, this has to be the best pay-per-view I have seen in years. It had nothing to do with nothing. No, I, I mean, just everybody coming together and putting on a really great show. We had we had stars from ROH. We had stars from, from NWA, New Japan. I hear bubbles. Um, we had um, we had stars from Impact. You know, we had we had Lucha Underground. By, and I'm 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 not there. Hey, hold on a second. Tessa Blanchard's Impact. She was there, so it counts. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the champion of Impact is Tessa Blanchard herself, my favorite, of course. But um, just some of the appearances, you know, we had Diamond Dallas Page show up. We had, we had, um, we had, oh, Mr. Jeff Dreamer Jarrett. himself show up. Jeff Jarrett was there. Double J, Double J was there. Like Jesus, but uh, I'm not gonna mention the one that I really want to mention because we'll save that. We'll save that. <laughs> So yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, so, so honestly, it was a yeah. I mean, it was a it was a great it was a great setup. At um, it, and uh, of course the uh, um, the first the first matches were broadcast live on uh, WGN America on a uh, little show they called Zero Hour. Uh, which in which included the um, well the Briscoes versus versus um, two thirds of SoCal Uncensored uh, Frankie Kazarian Scorpion Sky the third member of that team being Christopher Daniels and of course he was uh, in his own he was in his own match um, against uh, Arrow himself uh, so uh, SoCal SoCal Uncensored. Uh, wins wins that uh, wins that opening match. Then they had the over the budget battle royal, and just the personnel that was that was in that one. Um, you had uh, you had Bully Ray, you had Moose, um, you had Marco Stunt, the uh, youngster who got his uh, invite. After uh, blowing everybody away at uh, Joey Janela's Lost in New York show, um, you had uh, you had uh, Punisher Martinez, you had uh, Cheeseburger, um, you had um, I think I think probably uh, my top moment in this included one of our former guests. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace picked up 
Brian Cage. Now, Jordan Grace is about 150, 160 pound female. Brian Cage is a 275 pound behemoth that belongs on the cover of a muscle magazine. And she actually picked him up and carried him on her shoulders. I mean, yeah, and actually, in fact, eliminated Cage. Um, oh, my old friend uh, Colt Cabana was in this thing. Um, the gun. Billy Gunn and his son. And this is the first uh, time I've, you know, that there's been a father and son pairing since Bob Armstrong and the late Brad Armstrong back in the old days of Georgia Championship Wrestling. Um, you know, there was some, there was some uh, real, you know, good ones in there. Um, and the winner was the guy that um, the running joke was that he wasn't going to be involved in the show. He shows up under a mask as Chico El Luchador, eliminates Bully Ray, pulls off the mask, and it's Flip Gordon. And with uh, winning the over-the-budget Battle Royal, gave him a title shot later on for the ROH World Championship. Um, against well we'll talk we'll talk about we'll talk about that uh, in in a minute. Um, now opening match, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF against Matt Cross. Now uh, for those of you who watch uh, Major League Wrestling, for those of you who have uh, BN Sports you actually still you can actually see it on uh, YouTube as well. Um, MJF is the current MLW uh, light heavyweight champion. <clears throat> top notch, top notch guy. Um, and of course Matt Cross. Well, everybody knows Matt Cross. I mean Matt Cross, tough enough. Matt Cross, of course, when he's got the mask on, son of havoc. Lucha Underground. Um, oh, I I don't know if you guys, you know, what you guys thought of it. Um, I mean, you know, since I since I was aware of Friedman's work, I knew that he'd have you know have a good chance of holding his own. But uh, I thought he did spectacular. So I mean, tell me what you guys thought. Hello. Am I talking to myself here? Or am I am I the only then one on go, the air? Then we go back stage with Nick Aldis, uh, with Sean Mooney. Aldis says it's a yeah, pleasure to be interviewed Sean by him. Sean Mooney. They brought they brought everybody out of the woodwork for this show. So. Oh boy. Yeah. And then, and then they, and then Stephen Amell, Arrow versus Christopher Daniels. With a special guest referee, another former guest of this show, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. 
Boy, Jerry looks so different with short hair, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big difference. Look, right. it, take, it took about 20 years off of him. I didn't recognize yeah. him. I'll be honest. <laughs> I know. I know. It, I mean, I, I was like, it, holy it shit. Took hearing, it took me hearing Jerry Lynn before I'm going, really? No, because, okay, because. Because um, Impact will have, have um, TNA in 60, in 60 minutes, all right? And they'll show you past matches, and, and sometimes they'll highlight certain wrestlers. And they just highlighted Jerry Lynn. And last time I saw Jerry Lynn, he had hair. I was like, oh, yep. I just fucking saw you, you bugger. Where'd your hair go? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, it was good to see Jerry. This was a hell of a contest. Uh, yeah. Climbing up to the Amel. top for the best moonsault ever for the three count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it but was the beautiful. Best, but the best spot, Amel doing doing the coast to coast. Coast to coast. And then, yeah. um, and then, and then uh, Amel going ahead and going through the table, and there was some. Yeah, you know, and then and then of course you had uh, Daniels and Lynn, kind of replaying some old uh, TNA battles when they when they got into it a bit. It was uh, it was def it was, it was definitely it was definitely some great some great stuff. We go back and to now. the announcers bo- booth. Tanel Dashwood and Mandy Leon are shown announcing it, the next match. Yep, it's a yep. fatal four way. It's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Madison Rain versus Hot Mess Vanessa. Didn't even look like her. She's got dark hair now. I mean, and, and, and your gear looks like shit. Like, what the hell is going on with you, Vanna? Uh, versus Jeez. Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And very, and what I liked at the beginning there, um, was that uh, you know Tessa was joined by both her dad and her stepdad? That's right. Yeah. Tully and Tully and Magnum were uh, were in the aisle as she Magnum came down. E-A. Yes. Yeah. And um, this, uh, I, I want to save. I want to save this match for last, Steve. The NWA World Title match. I'm going to go ahead and save that for yeah. last. Okay, um, okay. Because that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Um, we have to, you know, and we have to acknowledge a couple of things on on this. Um, of when they when you know, Doctor Britt Baker, that's not a gimmick. She is in fact a dentist. She is also she is also the real life girlfriend of Adam Cole. Baby. And she got and she got Ricochet's foot in her face at uh, at NXT Takeover. Um, and then, did you guys notice the uh, at, after the match was over, the four of them did the uh, click uh, curtain call? Yes. So. Which I thought was I thought was rather interesting. So. Then we're yeah. going to go to the Chicago Street Fight. It's Joey Janela against Hangman Page. Yes. Now that one Nick? I actually found out. Um, I found out uh, in uh, today reading some more on this 
this actually went 12 minutes over the time, which yes. is why the main event had to be cut short. Yes. So, we get Hangman Page against Joey Janela in a good match. We get Penelope Ford involved in the match. We get uh, a couple other cool things. Yeah. And yeah. we get a really uh, good match. Get, right. You get, you know, beforehand, you get the backstory uh, from uh, the Being the Elite series on YouTube, which includes the supposed murder by Hangman Page of Joey of one Joey Ryan. Yeah, we won't talk. We'll we'll talk. We'll save that to talk about because that was. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll save yeah. that. Hangman Page right. goes over in a hell of a match. Uh, yeah, there. Right of passage mean, off the ladder through the table. Was, uh, was just six spots in this thing, man. Yes. Seriously. The lights shut off at the arena before the video is shown of fucking Joey Ryan's member rising. Penis and ball druids come out and they line the sides of the ramp. Joey Ryan is coming out. He walks in as Hangman Page acts like he's seen a ghost. Joey Ryan begins lathering himself up with baby oil. Ryan makes Page grabbed his peanuts before powering up. He penis tosses his page oh, before putting his sucker in his mouth. Ew. He nails the super kitsch. Ryan rolls to the penis druids and they carry him out. The crown is chanting, rest in penis. Yeah. That, that should have never uh, happened. Exactly. That was that was probably the one bad spot on, on this on this entire show. And you know, again, you know, we always talk about when something like this happens, somebody gets somebody gets to Jim Cornette. Of course they do. Oh, uh, and now Jim Jim didn't Jim didn't do anything on the air, but um, but Jim addressed addressed it on uh, on Twitter, and um, his and and his and his comments were quite interesting because um as I, as I mentioned uh in the write up it uh it, his his comments involved somebody who I actually know and in fact uh in fact actually worked with. Um Jim said that uh he didn't he didn't watch all in because he was watching Ben Gooley. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, he did hear about the dick thing, and he had some comments to make about that. And he, what he said was pretty much this. They ruined a very good thing by doing that. Yeah. Because, because if it hadn't been... He doesn't watch wrestling. If it hadn't been for the ROH World Title match and Penta L Zero against Kenny Omega after this, I probably would have shut it off because it was the it it was that disgusting to me. And everybody goes, "Oh, well, you should have found it funny. You're a gay man." 
No, that had no right to be anywhere near that pay-per-view and have anything to do with wrestling. What, the penises? Yes. Yeah. It was funny for about the first five seconds. Like, seriously, is, is this is this a three-tard show? Because I'm telling you, John Tard would have found this hilarious because he has done it. Jesus. Um, it was disgusting, and I, I think they they put a bad taste in people's mouths about the pay-per-view because they did that. But what the hell, you know, they're, they're the young bucks. They're going to do what they want. Um, we go to the ROH World title match. We get the Black Machismo. Yes. Along Again. with Lanny Poffo. Yes. Against Flip Gordon, who came out with Brandy Rhodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. This was a hell of a contest, and there were a lot of times I thought Gordon was going to win, but in the end, uh, Jay Lethal right. picks up the three count. And they and they did some they did some funny, you know, almost almost unsettling uh, retro type stuff because uh, you get uh, Jay going after after Brandy and then you know picking her up and you hear Brandy saying, "Stop it! I'm not Elizabeth." <laughs> Which, oh yeah, that, that was some good that stuff. Might have, that might have been that might have been a little maybe on the on the edge after all because <laughs> uh, of course, oh uh, unfortunately some of the stories about uh, their relationship over the years, now we're not we're not the best. Um, so, but uh, yeah, but uh, then but then uh, Jay Lethal wins. Bully Ray uh, comes. Bully Ray comes out, uh, nails both of them, nails Lanny Poffo, and then, of course, our hometown hero, uh, Cold Cabana, um, comes out. Uh, then, uh, then uh, Bully Ray hits the hits the trip. You know, um, gets. Uh, Put through a put through a table with a triple power bomb. Yes, it was uh, quite interesting. Then yeah. probably what I am going to call the match of the night. It was international warfare as Penta L Zero did battle for the very first time with Kenny Omega. Yes. Oh my God, that match was. I mean, that that thing was that thing was killer from start to finish. Seriously, I mean, L. I mean, you know, when you put you know when you put two guys in that have never worked together before, and that, and have them come out with a match of that caliber. I mean, you know, there was there was like there was no. Clash of styles, where spots got messed up or anything like that. It just, I mean, the match, the match had a flow. It told a story. It was just absolutely amazing. I loved yes. it. Yes, yes. 
however, the next match could not follow that, even though it had Okada in it. But before we go to that, the lights go out uh, after yeah, the match. Omega yeah. wins after uh, one winged angel for the three count. The lights go out. The lights finally return before Kenny is shown celebrating. Pentagon gets up and begins drilling into him, hitting a code breaker. Pentagon removes his mask to show Chris Jericho. Yes, the man who said he would never, ever do an American independent show was on an American independent show. Yes. And there was at least one guy on Twitter that, oh, my God, guys, seriously, I mean, I mean, he's like, you know, using his 240 characters to call Jericho every name in the book. <laughs> so I basically uh, I basically called him a crybaby snowflake and said, hey, you know what? It's entertainment. You don't you don't like it. Well, <laughs> you know, you don't have to watch. Jericho grabs the microphone and he says he'll see Omega on the Jericho cruise. For anybody going oh. on that, uh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, I wish I wish there was somebody doing a live feed off of that because man, I would love to see that to see that match. Oh my god! Then we get Okada against Scroll. Yeah, Marty Scrolls. You know, his uh, his entrance gear is so off the wall. I love it. I mean, that mask with the long nose and everything. I mean, holy cow. It uh, was uh, pretty good, but unfortunately, this match should have been put on before Omega and uh, yeah. Zero yeah. because it could not follow. The main event had enough star power behind it to follow that, but this did not have the yeah. star power, even with Okada in it. And I love Okada. You know how much yeah. I love Okada. I've been a big oh, Okada yeah. fan I mean, for years. Yeah. But oh, this did oh, not God. have the yeah. momentum. This did not have the flow behind it or the momentum behind it to carry pre-main event. No. Um, it, it just felt like a letdown in my book. Um, Okada did win. Uh, with right. the Rainmaker. Uh, yeah. Then we go to the main event that was cut short. It was supposed to be 28 minutes. It's Rey Mysterio versus Ray. It's Rey Mysterio over with Ray Phoenix and Bandito versus Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. Yeah. And anybody who, again, comic book nerds were loving Ray's outfit because Ray went. Classic X-Men Wolverine. Yes. I mean, the look was dead on. It was, it was, it was perfect. I mean, it was, let's put it this way. It was that good that Brian Cage admittedly had his very own mark out moment and took a picture with Ray because he grew up as a big Wolverine fan and here was Ray dressing up as his hero. Um, this match was cut short. Um, but it still worked. I, That's the funny thing. It still worked. 
You know, um, Young Bucks and Ibushi over, obviously. Um, that's right. just the way that that was going to work. Now, there's a lot of questions regarding All In 2. And this is what the Young Bucks have said at this time. Matt Jackson, I feel like we've captured lightning in a bolido. I almost don't want to touch it. We've talked about it, but nothing is for sure. Nick Jackson, we've done more than talk about it. We've actually looked into locations. Yeah, and uh, and Cody says, you know, we're 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 together forever. So that uh, yeah, so that 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 uh, that says right there that yeah, there there is definitely going to be a second one. I would hope so, but we also talked with Bill. Uh, and you'll you'll hear this tomorrow night, but for anybody uh, that wasn't in on the conversation, we talked with Bill about the importance of this pay-per-view for professional wrestling. Yes. Um, it is it cha- probably it changed the-, the landscape forever because it because what it did well was it put, let me it let me say something here, control. Steve. Okay. It, you're right, it did that, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But what people have to realize is this. All in sold out in less than 30 minutes. Yep. In less than 10 minutes, I believe it was 15 to 20 tops, New Japan and Ring of Honor sold out in Madison Square Garden. That was without any, announcing any ounce of talent. Yeah. 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 And Tell all me that the wrestling at least do the talent – but you di- you know you didn't know the matches until you know in the you know like in the weeks before right this you didn't know the talent you knew nothing you just knew that Ring of Honor and New Japan were coming together for something at Madison Square Garden and it was going to be great yeah and for anybody that's got a ticket to that event you're in for you. a hell of an event you lu- you lucky dog you I want I want it I want your ticket I want I want a, <laughs> I want plane fare to to come to New York I want a hotel meals included <laughs> and this for the ver- and this will stream uh, from what everybody's been saying this will stream across one of the networks either uh, uh, Club of Honor or New Japan Club or whatever well probably um, probably both it'll probably it'll probably be on njpw world for uh those subscribers and uh honor club for the uh ring of honor people but because, what it's uh, going to NJPW be njpw world does have all in on demand as does fight right uh what's going to happen is this uh event from madison square garden is actually the same weekend as wrestlemania so this is huge. Yeah. People right. people need to take a step back and realize what's happening in the wrestling business. Yeah. We just had and all in. The other thing. Right. And here's the other thing about that, Sean. They're selling out Madison Square Garden against WrestleMania, which is going to be in the Meadowlands. Yes. That is that is huge. I mean, that's Really, if you want to, if you want to call it 
a smack in uh, Vince McMahon's face. Yeah, they they took off the glove and they slapped Vince in the face with it hard. Well, and but you know what? If I were Cody Rhodes and I was uh, the Young Bucks, I would wait and make all income back next year. You I don't want to rush it. But the plan is you don't. You don't want to rush and do it this year, and I would wait and see how successful the show at the Garden is. Right. And then no. use, use the Garden show to announce that there's going to be an all-in, too. Right. Because right. if they do yeah, that... I, that would, I mean, I'll tell you what. Right now, if they, if they announced all-in, too, during that, during that show at the Garden, they would sell out in 10 minutes. Yes. Seriously, Absolutely. Um, and and, yep. and that's that's what's going on with the business. The problem still to this day is you have the fucktard promoters that don't know the first thing about promoting wrestling, that want to sit on their ass and book matches, but don't know how to go out and get people into the seats. Right, and we're and we talked about that with Bill again. It's another it's another teaser for uh, tomorrow night. So you definitely want to be listening to this. I mean, you know, my gosh, some of the some of the stuff that we talked about on last yesterday afternoon with Bill, uh, it's again, it's it's like it's like a seminar. It is like it really was. Seminar. And uh, to all my haters out there that have been hating on me since the death of Ed Schumann, come listen tomorrow night. Because we're gonna we're gonna put a kibosh on this thing once and for all. Yep, from a guy who knew Ed probably just as well, if not better, than anybody else. I mean, come out, come out and listen. And if you got to argue with him, go ahead and take it up with him. But I promise you, you're probably not gonna win because he's gonna he's gonna bring out some very valid points as he did yesterday afternoon. Yeah, uh, we did talk about Ed Schumann a lot. It, it made uh, Ed, and, uh, it made Steve and I tear up a lot, and and really miss yeah. a man that uh, probably would roll in his grave if he heard some of the stuff that was said about me and done behind his back with um, a certain NWA World Heavyweight Champion that we're not going to name because I don't want to give it away because we give it away tomorrow night. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I th- and I think that I think we need to stop talking about you know, there's that a, right now. There's a lot of stuff that we talked about. We talked about NWA Wildside. We talked about TNA. We didn't get into TNA as much as I wanted to, but Bill will be back. It will happen. Uh, I talked to him earlier yeah. today, and he said it was one of the most professional podcasts he's ever done. So um, wow. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. And he yeah. brought a lot of knowledge. If you're not here tomorrow night, if you can't be here live, listen to the archive. That's what it's there for. Um, because you're really going to hear some great stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what we're going to have next week here for Wrestling Authority Radio. Steve Kane and I are going to line something up. Um, right. We've been busy yeah, with I some other things to, that are right. in the irons. Yeah. I had talked to – I because I had actually uh, – Talk to uh, talk to Bill after yesterday, um, and uh, you know he he just he just had gotten back Sunday 
from uh, from all all in and that, and uh, he was he was definitely he was he was exhausted. That was a big weekend. In fact, um, in fact, in fact, Starcast um, Conrad Thompson uh, it it, exceed, it ex- that even exceeded his goals. Okay, Conrad Thompson was hoping on for uh, for Starcast with the um, with the uh, podcast uh, convention and everything that went on with that to have maybe 800 people 8000 people passed through the Schaumburg Marriott during Starcast 8000 I mean, that's no. uh, that's quite incredible, and uh, you know, right. you got to look at all the other money made off All In. We said that Pro Wrestling Tees made half a million dollars, but that was only one of the merchandise sources. That was only right. one. Lord yeah. only knows how much all of those boys made this past weekend. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I mean, people. Let's put it this way: people bought tickets to sing karaoke with Marty Squirrel. That's fucking cool. I love him. He's he's incredible. I love him a lot. Yeah. And he admits he can't sing he can't sing worth anything. But people but people paid money to sing with him and That's they were telling him how much they how much they loved it. Well and that's just it. You know, you have you had such an good God, an amazing lineup of talent there. That what what do you do with all of that? I mean, and it's going to be interesting to see what Ring of Honor and New Japan come up with for a convention leading up to that Madison Square Garden show. People, the wrestling right. business is on the rise again, and you either yeah, jump on board with a legitimate promotion that's going to take you places, or you sit on the wayside. Yeah, exactly. And the and and of course you know and we talk about uh, and of course obviously the world title match. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, Tony we Gross, have to talk about that. Yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How could I forget? It was probably one of the best title matches I had seen in yeah ages. I mean, because you yeah. could feel. The story. You cannot right. feel the story with WWE title matches. I don't care if you say that you can. Uh, if it's not compelling like it was this past Saturday night at All In, it's not compelling. Uh, what we're seeing with uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, that's some compelling stuff. But you knew what was right. going to happen. It was predictable. This was not predictable. This was Cody right. Rhodes coming and chasing after the belt that his father held on so many occasions and held for such a long time, it was redemption. Grew up, the belt that he grew up as a child seeing on his father's desk. Oh, um, I, one, of the, one of the things that Cody showed as a, as a buildup to this was um, Dusty's booking notebook 
where he had his notes in about the various matches and uh, who was going to go over and things like that. In that notebook was written the date and time that Cody was born. And that's one and that's one of that's one of those big things. Um, I showed I showed uh, I showed these two a video that um, Cody had posted up on his on his Twitter. And it was can it was and uh, one of their one of their people panned a shot. Um, the uh, sign on the dressing room for the elite and then it panned over to the sign for the Legends dressing room. And for the Legends dressing room, they had a picture of Dusty. Yes. And that, you know, in fact, in fact, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm starting to choke up again when I relate that story. That's, you know, what, that's what it means. And I mean, you know, and look at, okay, Cody's team, DDP, Tommy Dreamer, his father-in-law, Ray Glacier. Glacier, his dog, and Brandy. Nick comes out, has Jeff Jarrett, and that's a big thing because, of course, you know, um, they're, they're split when uh, Nick left uh, TNA and when Nick left Global Force were not the most amicable. But Nick wrote a great thing on his Twitter about that and about oh, giving people opportunities and getting past stuff and that. Um, and Earl, I mean, having Earl Hebner referee that match, I mean, my God, that was... I, I, you, you couldn't have, you couldn't have set up a better team to tell a story than those three people right there. And that, I mean, honestly, it was just, I mean, you know, and yes, Cody did do the blade job and that, um, you had, uh, where Brandy wound up taking the elbow drop that uh, all this delivered off the off the uh, top rope. It was, you know, I mean, it was it was just it was just an amazing match. And then of course, you know, at the at the end, Cody getting that pin, and then to see Earl hand him that belt, and then he kisses the middle of the ring like Dusty would do. And he looks at that belt, and he just puts it up to his face, and he just starts crying, and it's just. <sighs> yeah, it was I, an emotional yeah, moment. I'm, it was an amazing moment, right, and it'll yeah. never be duplicated. Well, with that, we're going to take our break. I've got some brand-new stuff for you. I'm not going to tell you who it is till after the break, but it's some brand-new stuff, and I think you're all going to like it. So don't go anywhere. You are, in the, you are in the ER. With Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
are back. That was Never Fade by Alice in Chains. You are in the ER. This is Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil. I am Sadistic Sean David, bringing you into Hour 2 of Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil, here this Tuesday night, right after a beautiful Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. I'd like to welcome you back all into the ER. I am joined by the Dean of Wrestling, Steve Kane. And we are going to get into some other things now. Uh, Kayada Katie had something she has to deal with. She will be returning tomorrow night. So um, I want to yeah. go ahead and talk about the announcements that were made today about, um, well, over the last couple of days about Fox Sports planning to uh, air some new footage. We already know that SmackDown is moving to Friday nights. And it is rumored to be a three-hour show. Um, but there's indications that NXT will be airing on Fox Sports 1's and Saturday mm -hmm. night's main event will be returning. Yeah. This is some, you know, it, this, I, this deal with Fox seems like they're, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really kind of, it's really kind of strange. I mean, what I'm, what I am seeing in this is they're kind of like bringing the WWE Network to broadcast TV. Well, in some aspects, obviously the, the old stuff will still be there, but all of the new original live content will no longer be on the network. I'm talking the Mae Young Classic, I'm talking NXT, I'm talking anything else that they do on the network. Uh, the problem yeah. I have with all of this is they're focusing on Saturday night's main event, they're focusing on SmackDown, they're focusing on NXT. They have a brand that is dying. And nobody, nobody remembers what it is because nobody gives a shit anymore. And that's 205 Live. Yeah. That brand is dying. Yeah, I they mean, do I something mean, with that way. brand. It was so bad. It was so bad. It's it's so bad that they actually made a joke about two hundred five live Saturday night at All In. Wow. Wow. I did not hear that, but it does not surprise yeah. me. But wow. It's. Uh, I'm sorry, but when you have a brand like that that you put all that emphasis on and spent all that money on and you sit there and do nothing with them because Vince thinks, oh, they're all smaller guys. What the fuck? Either cut yeah. those guys loose and let them go but work the independents or do something with them. Because, man, there's guys like Ali, there's guys like Kalisto, there's guys like Drew Gulak, there's guys like Noam Dar, they could really be helping the independents right now because Vince doesn't know what the fuck to do with them. Yeah. I mean, Kalisto, Kalisto could work AAA and Lucha Underground, going back to his uh, Samurai Del Sol name, and he would blow those places up. Seriously. It's, it's a shame, and I think it's thickening, and I think that, it, you know, 
oh, we got to put all this emphasis on this and that, and let's bring back Saturday night's main event. Come on. It, I, I just, and then they keep signing new talent as it is, and it's like, why? You're not right. doing anything with all the talent you have. Why yeah. do we need more talent that we're not going to do anything with? Exactly. It it does not make sense to me. There are so many people that they have signed that they're not doing anything with that it's just sickening. Uh, well, we have the numbers from All In. 11,263 attended live. Yep. Yep. Amazing. I mean, seriously, if you, you know, if you look at the, you know, feed on this, I mean, there, like, there was an empty seat in the building. And I have, and I've, and I've done, and I've, and I've done events in the Sears Center, and I've seen, and I've been, you know, in the arena part. Oh, my gosh. I mean, seriously, it is just, you know, I mean, that, that's a big building. Yes, it and is. I've worked in, and I've worked in some big buildings in my career. I mean, I'm saying there, there, there was one more going, spot for... Still good. There was one more spot for seating that I see in the picture that is posted on Facebook. Uh, one little corner that they did not put seats in. But, um, you know, if, they, if if there were more seats, they probably would have been out. Remember, it yeah. was a sold-out event. If there were more right. seats, they would have been open. And I be- believe me, if seats would have been, uh, if the venue would have announced we have an extra 100 seats, they would have been gone as fast as it was announced. Yeah. Um, that's how over this was. We will see if there is an all-in two. Um, I believe there will be. I don't believe it will be this year. I will, I like I said, no. if I if I were them, I would use the uh, Madison Square Garden show to announce that All In is coming back, and mm-hmm. do it in the summer, and uh, and really kick it up. Yeah. Um, or even even if they come back in September, if you announce that in April and stop drop start dropping hints on some of the talent that's going to be coming in month by month, then by the time September rolls around, people will be creaming at the mouth. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's all you have to do is announce, is announce that it'll be back. Um, I think that this is a perfect weekend, Labor Day weekend for it. And just, you know, do this. Let Conrad Thompson uh, go ahead and, uh, and organize the convention part like he did, and just, you know, they, they just, they just do this, they announce the date, I guarantee you, boom, gone, every one of them. Well, and, uh, you know, and it's going to depend on where they go, they could go anywhere in the world and sell it out. Yeah, I could see, I could see all in two from Japan, and it would sell out. Right. I mean, it, right. it it would just happen. That's oh, the way yeah. it is. Right. Um, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think they need to work with a United Kingdom company and bring in some of that talent because if Vince isn't going to sign Pete Dunne, then well, he, no, Young Pete Bucks Dunn could is, pick Pete him Dunn up. Is signed. Pete Dunne is signed. Here, this is this is the thing with the with the UK contract, Sean, because Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, um, even Tony Storm. Are all are all under these contracts, and what it does is it gives it gives them a downside pay, lets them work any event that they want, with the caveat that if WWE needs them for an event, then boom, they drop everything and they go where WWE sends them. Right. Um, I'm just saying if if we haven't seen Pete Dunne on television in a while. If they're not going to do anything with him, at least let him go somewhere where he can be used properly. Um, with that, we're going to get into um, some other talk. Um, there's a lot going on on the independent level. There's a lot of shows going on this weekend. If you get a chance to go out and support a local show, please do so. Uh, if you want to send us a bad review of a show, we take it. And we'll, you know, we'll do what we can about it. Um, there are shows happening all over the place this weekend. So if you don't get out to a live show, it's on you. Um, right. If, if, so if, if you be- see a good show, tell us about it. Because we want to yes. know, too. Now, we don't want to be the show that bashes everybody. If there, If there's a good company out there, tell us about it. Because if they're that good... We want to we want to put them over too, and we want them on our airspace. We want to get them their talent on our airspace and all of that. Yep. So Absolutely. let us know. Um, you know, one of the things that's coming along with it is, uh, you know, we're doing indie spotlight night. We're we don't have one for tomorrow night because tomorrow night unfortunately ran so long that there is no time to give anybody an indie spotlight. Uh, so. Uh, I'm I'm excited for tomorrow night to go back and listen and and take notes and and not be uh, live and nervous around Bill. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Uh, we're gonna have some great shows coming up as we announced in hour one. Uh, next week uh, we'll have something. Don't know what yet. It's being worked on. Uh, the week after that, the 18th, we bring you a special Tuesday night edition of War with the author of Death of the Territories, Tim Hornbaker. He will be with us live, and we'll be discussing things about his book, and we'll be giving away a copy of his book. And we'll have more details on that on our Facebook page, which is Wrestling Authority Radio on Facebook or the Evolution Radio Network. Um, you can follow either one of those or even Rampage Rants. We'll have all of the information on all of those Facebook pages for you as they become available. The 19th, we are going to be rejoined by the world's most dangerous announcer, Gary Michael Capetta. The 26th of September is going to be our ladies' night. We're going to be reaching out to some of the other ladies that we know. We could be joined by Phoebe the San Francisco Treat. We could be joined by Lonnie Luck. You never know who's going to pop in. Uh, those are just some names that I could come up with off the top of my head that have not been here uh, that I could snag real easily as long as their work schedule will allow it. And we're going to have a good ladies' night, and that is the prelude to anniversary. 
an anniversary comes your way October 2nd and 3rd. And trust me, we, have, we are pulling all the rabbits out of the hats on this one. It's our five-year anniversary, and we're going big because we're not going home. <laughs> you know it. Um, you know, that's, that's what we've got going on in the next couple weeks. Uh, with that being said, Steve, go ahead and pull up the results for Raw because it's fine. Quite an interesting raw. Yes. Yes. I mean we start we start out with the um new little pairing of uh Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziegler and uh Drew McIntyre um doing a talk bit and then the next thing you know you got the shield coming out then Corbin decides that you know, no, we're not going to allow this. Well, uh, the Shield had other ideas, and uh, they beat up everybody that was coming out to try and stop them, turned into a giant pull-apart that uh, finished up with the Shield being handcuffed, put in the back of a van, and taken off to... uh, the local, uh, the nearest uh, Columbus precinct. So, um, then from then from there, we get the Bella Twins making their return against two thirds of the Riot Squad: Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Um, <coughs> couple of you know um you know unfortunately there was a couple of people uh that uh criticized the bella saying you know why were they put on tv because they missed spots in that um which was i think a very stupid thing to say um i thought it was actually overall pretty good in fact uh if there was any sort of a missed spot, Sarah kind of uh, blew it on uh, her pin breakup because uh, she, cause she almost got uh, Liv right in the, uh, in the goody-goodies. But uh, then uh, the Bellas go ahead and win. Um, <clears throat> then you get the newest tag team. And I'm hearing an echo. Sean, check where your mic position is at. 
Um, and it's Bobby Roode and Chad Gable taking on the Ascension. So, once again, the Ascension, which were a team that was supposed to be, you know, the next big thing in this whole in this whole deal, um, are just nothing more than glorified jobbers, and they and they lose to Bobby and Chad. I since since Bobby's Canadian, you can't call this American Alpha 3.0. So whatever you want to call it, that's what it is. Um, then you get uh, Alexa Bliss, who, of course, has her uh, little entourage of uh, Crazy Foxy and Mickey James. Um, against uh, Natalia, who of course comes out with Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah, I'm and, back. Uh, okay, and um, they're def they're definitely setting a you know a good I think they're setting a good little tease for the uh, Rousey Bliss match um, rematch with uh, with Bliss winning with. An arm bar very similar to Rousey's arm bar, and right. I I liked I liked how I liked how they I liked how they did that. Um, you then got your um, Ronda Rousey moment um, where she goes ahead and gets uh, and get and gets Foxy. Um, and then, and then she, and then, uh, she gets Alexa. Um, then you get, then you get, um, I think one of the biggest procs of the, of the whole <coughs> night where they take the revival and, have them sneak attacked by Ziggler and uh, McIntyre to take them out of the tag team title match. And so now they are, because of that, the brand new um, Raw tag team champions having beaten the B team. Oh, but, um, I I honestly hope that they don't split up the B team and they don't end the gimmick. I actually I've actually come to like this gimmick. I think the, I think it's a good gimmick. I think it works for for you know for um, Rotundo and uh, and Hennig, and I think I think that they would be. I think it would be wrong to repackage them again. I hope that I hope that they that they keep that they keep them together. Um, and then now this was this was a this was a real shock. 
Um, now, when now when the authors of Pain dump Paul Ellering, they they said they didn't need a manager. And what happened? All of a sudden, last night they show up with their new manager. 205 Live Commissioner Drake Maverick. Yeah, there was a meme going around Facebook today when your mom says your little brother has to play. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. Um, you know, I don't know what that is all about. Uh, I don't I don't understand yeah. it. But uh, if it's if it's yeah. going to work for him and get him over, good for him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, unfortunately now they've tagged him with the Maverick name, uh, which is too bad. They should have, you know, left him as Rockstar Spud. I think, you know, Rockstar Spud as a manager and mouthpiece, you know, and maybe that's just because of EC3, you know, is it's more, that's more over to me than... Drake Maverick. Right. So, um, it's, uh, but, we had a, we had a good raw. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, then you get the Shawn Michaels undertaker thing. And yes. I don't know. <clears throat> tell me if you think I'm wrong on this, but, this is this is my this is my gut feeling that they're setting this up that um, next year's WrestleMania it's going to be Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. Uh, Michaels is not coming back. Well, because just because no way. the way because the way because the way that they had Undertaker talk to him. And that, especially when, you know, he said about being a coward, and that's why he was staying away. Now, sounds to to me like there's going to be some, you know, some tease going on over the next uh, several weeks, and that something is going to happen in Australia that is going to cause that match to happen at WrestleMania. I mean, you know, I may be I may be wrong if I'm wrong. Great. But I just, you know, I just it just the you know, my sense of foreshadowing Based on what was said, leads me to believe that yeah, this is what's this is what's going to happen. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, so we get the rest of Raw. It's a good Raw. Sasha um, Banks, Bailey against Dana Brooke and Amber Moon. Um, I thinking that the way they had Dana leave all of upset and everything at the end of that match is starting to spell the end of Titus Worldwide. Um, 
the main event, uh, Finn Balor against Braun Strowman, and then you wind up the Shield comes back with the uh, with the very paddy wagon, which um, Ellis Mabay, the uh, famous uh, jaw drop from uh, WrestleMania at New Orleans, talked about the very obvious lack of logic in that you have a guy. You know, if you you have these people who they get arrested, they get put in a paddy wagon, they get taken downtown, they get fingerprinted, they get booked, but then they take the paddy wagon, they steal it, and bring it back to the arena to go back and assault the same guys that they were arrested for assaulting in the first place. Why were they not chased by the cops? Why were they not tased and brought back into custody? Now, and then, of course, uh, Seth's arm hitting the windshield, breaking the glass and uh, slicing himself up pretty bad. That was just, you know, oh, not, not, a, good, not a good situation. Not a good situation. No. Uh, then we move on to SmackDown Live. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, um, so you so you start off with uh, the um, the Danielsons coming in um, and talking about. Uh, Ms. and Maurice, then you get video of Ms. and Maurice from in, in an empty arena calling out uh, Brian and Bree. Right. Um, and then and so then so then uh, you go back to the live shot and before you before you know what uh, happens. Out comes uh, Almas and Vega, and they and they attack, and so it winds up leading to the opening match, which is uh, Brian against uh, against Almas. Um, oh, um, good good match, good match. I you know I I've definitely, but I've I've been I've been a big Almas fan. For uh, for quite a while, right. So, so you know, you, you like know. Almas. Some people don't. Um, he'll grow on you. Exactly. I I think I think he's a, I think he's an excellent uh, he's an excellent in ring talent. Um, <clears throat> the character definitely works, and um, and uh, Thea Trinidad as uh, Zelina Vega. Adds that adds that extra touch that just you know that just makes you you know dislike dislike them both just a little bit more. Right. Um, I want to backtrack because the Bellas had a lot of botches in their match last night, and it was noticeable. Right. It was. I you know. 
Um, hopefully that wears off before you know everything happens at Hell yeah, in a Cell. Right or Hell in a Cell. And, Evolution and Hell in a Cell because you got to remember Brie Bella is going to face Rousey or one of the Bellas is facing Rousey, so she better get her ass in gear. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Um, yeah, it was the. You know, I mean, there's the. You know, there's. I mean, you know, they, they've they've got to get back. They got to get over to the performance center and start to work and get some of the rust off and that. Um, then, well, we have some news about uh, Evolution. Lita is coming out of retirement to face Mickey James. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like, okay, bring me, bring me back to, you know, the stuff that I that I was watching when I was starting out in this business. Mickey James and Lita, oh my gosh. I mean I'll tell you what, the two of them will put on a clinic. I mean if if every woman in the back is not around a monitor watching this match and if and if uh, most of the guys are not sitting at home watching this match they're idiots well as of this time uh, let's see when this as of August 31st tickets for the all women's WWE evolution pay-per-view did not sell out immediately so folks if you don't have your tickets for this, you can still get them. I don't know why it didn't sell out, but I mean, my God, you've got Alondra Blaze that's going to be making some kind of appearance. You've got Lita. You've got Trish well, Stratus. Doing, yeah, she's doing commentary, so. I mean, you've you've got a who's who going to be there, and then the May, the finals of the May Young Classic and all of that. I mean, my God, what right. else do you want? Right, exactly, exactly. All right, so you get so then from there we get the uh, Charlotte Becky thing, which um, we you know we we found out that uh, WWE Creative is actually doing something intelligent with this. They're not putting Becky as a full fledged heel because. They are paying attention to the crowd reaction. So what right. they're just doing is they're is they're oh letting them argue it out, bring their points out, let the fans make the decisions as to who they want to cheer or boo. Right. Okay. Then you get Naomi versus Peyton Royce with. And I was shocked when I found this out uh, the other day. Ty Dillinger's girlfriend, Billy Kay. Yes, Ty Dillinger and Billy Kay have been in a relationship for several months now. Um, and uh, Naomi... Wins that wins that match, um, and there's a fight between 
the with uh, with them on Naomi, and then all of a sudden the music hits and Oscar returns, and I'm just hoping that they will you know, build her back up into, right. into into the beast that she was originally billed to be. Um, then you get a, uh, a video segment with um, Jeff Hardy um, and Randy Orton. He's talking about uh, Hell in a Cell. Then a uh, segment with um, Paige, Miz, and Maurice where um, they say they're going to leave. And Paige says, well, fine, you go ahead and leave. But if you leave, don't come back. Um, and then you get then you get the R-Truth segment where he thinks that Maurice is Carmella and they and they get into it and Miz comes in and then oh, Truth is like you're married to Carmella and that and then you get and then you get the Samoa Joe segment. Now the way this one was originally talked about, it sounded like they were very potentially going to do a remake of the very classic, very controversial Brian Pillman, Steve Austin home invasion from Raw. Right. Oh, I read this and I'm thinking, oh my God, how are they going to have you know? Are they going to have AJ pull a gun out from underneath the sofa cushion on Joe, and then have the camera suddenly cut off, and that? Right. But instead, but instead you get you get a you know segment where. Um, Joe starts talking, um, and then, and then you know, and then all of a sudden AJ comes out and charges in and starts you know and, and waylays on Joe. It you know, um, <clears throat> good back and forth, good back and forth. Yes. Uh, you know, they're definitely they're definitely setting that up uh, well for. Uh, for Hell in a Cell, and then um, we go back to part two of Our Truth and Ty Dillinger, where Truth asks Carmella if she's seen Carmella, and Carmella says, "I am Carmella," and wants her to leave alone. Truth says, "Hey, I'll have." You know, here, let's, you know, let's have a truce. You come to the ring with me, with my match submits, to make sure that the other Carmella doesn't do anything. And then mentions that uh, Maurice called her Staten Island trash. And then, of course, Carmella says, hey, if it wasn't, you know, for her being married to Miz, she'd be, she'd be, Bagging groceries at the Montreal at a store in Montreal, and that um, 
<clears throat> and then and then Ty, and then Ty says, "Yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to teach you something." Says, "What can you teach me?" And Tooth says, "I'm teaching you how to get in the main event of SmackDown." So, Truth was crazy like a fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, and then that, uh, oh my gosh, that fantastic uh, triple threat match for uh, the other spot in the uh, number one contenders match against the bar with uh, Rusev Day being uh, the Usos' insanity. Um, great stuff. Killian Dane, oh my God. <clears throat> that behemoth moves. Like a cruiserweight, I yes I, he does. I mean seriously, I am a huge fan of. I mean I like I like the san I love the sanity gimmick. Um, Eric Young as the as the leader as, you know, it's a it's a fantastic play because, you know, the only person who plays crazy as good as Eric Young does. Well, they left her over in NXT, unfortunately. And that's a girl I can't wait to see brought up to the main roster. Um, and so then you, so then you get, uh, I, and I love this, R-Truth actually wins a match <laughs> against the Miz. I thought that. I mean, seriously, Sean. I thought I thought that was I thought that was the funniest thing. I mean, you know, and then and then you get uh, Brian and Bree coming out, and uh, they and they start and they start uh, fighting with Miz and Maurice. Then you get um, Almas and uh, Vega joining in, and eventually winding up with uh, Miz and Maurice out on the ramp. Watching as Brian and Bree give simultaneous yes locks to Almas and Vega. Yes. Al, and so my thought is on that they're going to wind up turning that match at uh, at Hell in a Cell into a three way. Yes. Al. I think I think that's I think that's going to be going to wind up being a three-way mixed tag. So it's you know. So it's definitely. Wouldn't surprise I, me. I, yeah, you know, um, it's good. It's good stuff. No, you know, no question about it. I mean, you know, Almas and Vega are definitely two very talented people. Uh, you know, Miss and Maurice are are pretty good at what they do. Um, it's funny. I was um, I was watching a. Uh, Live Instagram with uh, Mike and Maria today, and they said that they would like to be put in a program with Ms. and Maurice. Nice. You know, and they also would love to do a reality show. And Mike says, you know, hey, get a hold of WWE Network. They actually do listen. And... I actually, I actually came, I actually came up with a title for it, and it's Mike and Maria 
over the moon because their daughter's name is Freddie Moon. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, and I'm and I'm already the angle's already writing itself. I mean, you know, they do a reality show. Ms. and Maurice have their reality show, and they, you know, Ms. and Maurice can go. Yeah, you guys are just, you know, cheap wannabe. Ms. and Maurice. In fact, in fact, the only reason that you married Maria is to be like us because you wanted to be an M and M. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I mean, the, you know, I mean, the angle, right? The angle writes itself. All you have to do is sit there and have, and have your, you know, your brain open functioning to where you, to where you, you know, pay attention to what is said uh, in your mind and just boom, 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 go with it. Now, right. So, now I definitely I like I like that I like that thought. Well, it was a good uh, SmackDown. Yep. Good Raw. Not as yep. good as All In. Right. Well, that's just I mean, yeah. You you know, like I said, there there was an earthquake. That occurred here on Saturday within the business now, and I think uh, I think a lot of changes are coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. All right. And I think that there's more even coming than that. Oh yeah. I think MLW is getting ready to launch a pay-per-view. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. It would be actually. I think pretty good. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep, yep. So. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, I think I think the next I think the next twelve months in this industry are going to be something to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so make sure you join us tomorrow night and make sure you check us out on Facebook and for myself and chaotic Katie. Good night, everybody. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow night. You know what time it is. You can go where you want, but you can't stay here. Get out of here.
some other beginnings end. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.